Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey and welcome to this episode of the Communication Coach Podcast and today we're going to talk about what really happens when you bitch and moan about people. Um, It's an interesting title, it's not kind of the words that I would normally use but I was thinking about how we often talk about people behind their back or we feel comfortable using social media to be rude about somebody, in my opinion this is of course. So I've been reading Twitter quite a bit this week And sometimes I find with Twitter that people can use it as a way to express their emotions. Let's let's say it that way. So they express their emotions on Twitter that perhaps they wouldn't normally do or certainly wouldn't do face to face. And some people feel that that gives them the freedom to use language in a way that they wouldn't normally. And it gives them the power to be racist, sexist, homophobic, anything that they wouldn't normally display, say, if we were sitting in a pub and having a conversation and we didn't really know each other. But social media allows you. Now, social media is also fantastic in some of the things that it does, but I do find that there are certain people in the world, remember this is all my opinion and I get this, but I find that there are certain people in the world that use it as a tool just to vent and say things, say what I perceive to be unkind things. Now I'm not saying I'm not right and I'm not saying I'm wrong, but I am going to have a little bit of a rant about it here on this podcast episode. But I also want us to start thinking about what it actually means and what it's really about. So sometimes we can read hurtful language on WhatsApp or Twitter. I know a lot of younger people get abuse from uh, their peers, whereby they don't have a conversation about it, but it's just short sentences or short frameworks that are used about people. And it causes lots of upset and um, hurt, let's say that. So as you know, I'm an ex-police officer. I have had the privilege of working with some amazing people from all backgrounds, from all religions and race. And I feel incredibly experienced to have had those um, meetings and conversations with people. And throughout each one I've learnt I've learnt a lot. I've learnt a lot about how emotionally driven we are as human beings. I reflect a lot on my own behaviour and sometimes my behaviour isn't great. I'd love to sit here and tell you what a saint I was and that I'd learnt lots over the years, but you know, I still have conversations where I walk away from them and go, oh man, that just wasn't good, that wasn't right. So I've been reflecting on some of the language and doing a lot of research on why, you know, why we talk about other people a lot, why we feel comfortable bemoaning other people's success. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give you a a couple of reasons which I believe to be true. And I'm, I'm going to explain why I believe them to be true. So the first one is one of my mentors shared with me many years ago, and I didn't really get it for ages, but 
human beings are like crabs so I don't know if you've ever seen crabs in a bucket but what they do is they stop other crabs escaping by pulling them back down and human beings are like this so we are comfortable with our peers and our social circle of them being the same as us and we we struggle when we see other people achieving if we're not achieving the same level now let me just explain that a little bit further so what that means is that we're driven by fear so the fear element of our personalities of our behavior comes from way 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 back which was fight or flight and protection and as we've morphed over many thousands of years so has the way that we think but our primitive brain or the emotional brain when it takes over it goes into that protective mode of protecting you from death it used to be and now it protects you from lots of other fears that you might have so it's fear driven so when you find yourself talking about somebody else in a negative way I'm going to use the example of Twitter because I think that that will that will show what I mean in a, in a clearer way so a couple of bits on Twitter are about two female leaders um, one the commissioner of the Met and another a female leader from Derbyshire whereby there's been lots of comments about their sexuality the way that they look and the fact that they're female now these perceptions will become will come from a belief system of so my belief system so I can only talk about one of them one of them I've met personally and had conversations with now this is not a defense about them and this is not a an attack on other people's opinions not at all what I'm trying to do is explain why we have them so I'm going to use myself here as an example so my experience of Christa Dick has come from many conversations with her and working with her and seeing her and in those conversations because I'm not saying that it happens all the time but in those conversations I have always found her to be incredibly professional polite and highly intelligent and very personable now that's my experience of her I'm not saying that's everybody's experience of her so other people may have had an experience from her whereby she's been rude to them or she's been their leader and she hasn't been particularly good but then you have the third lot of opinions and that is opinions of people who have never met them and they haven't met them but what they do is form an opinion based on a load of other people's opinions uh, which are ne not necessarily true but possibly based on their experiences but possibly not possibly also based on the experiences of others you know like third-hand information so not factual but third-hand driven by emotion and they'll also be based on a fear that they believe to be true so it might be a fear of um, women are being promoted above men because that's the politically cor correct world that we live in at the moment so that will be the belief and that will be and the fear will be well I'm a white middle-aged male and I'm not progressing and if I'm not progressing then that might be one of the reasons I'm not I'm not saying this is true I'm just having a look at the bigger picture so I'm not saying that the people that write these remarks are thinking ab about it in an unconscious biased way like that but when you look at research around psychology and how people behave then that's often the problem the other fear that we have is when we can't control the situation so if we 
us are at a level um, which we either choose to be because it's comfortable for us and we don't want to step out of our comfort zone and achieve the next level, then what we do is we belittle people that do do that and step out of the comfort zone and achieve the next level because it makes us feel better because it's driven by our fear, whatever our fear around that might be. So think about that. So think about when you, when you talk about somebody else. And I've had this myself. I've seen people achieving more than I have. And I do my comparison check. And when I do my comparison check, that little voice inside my head starts to belittle that other person. It makes, it makes a reason as to why they've succeeded in an area where I would like to succeed and haven't done. And actually, it doesn't stop and go, well, you've succeeded over here, which you probably have done. Or it doesn't ask the question of, well, what is it about that person that's pushed them to do that? And actually, what is it about you that hasn't pushed you to do that? Because we don't think about that. What we generally do is it feels more comfortable to belittle the other person and reassure us that we are, we are right, because we like to be right. Now, again, I don't mean this in any way detrimentally, but it's just something to think about. We like to be right. So when I see somebody in my perceived emotional primitive state doing better and I go to the comparison and I'm driven by that fear, that then causes me to have an emotional response and affects the way I communicate and behave. So it might be that I would talk about that person behind their back. And we've all done it. <laughs> I'm working hard not to do it and catching myself and thinking about why am I doing it? What is making me do this? So if you are somebody who goes out on Twitter and lambasts somebody with loads of language behind a photograph of um, an, a tree, for example, I'm just saying tree because I've just looked out the window and I can see a tree. If you, if you are doing that, what is causing you to do that? What is causing you to do that behaviour? What is driving that? Another example would be if you are having a conversation with your partner and you really, really want to do something, you want to give up your job, let's say, you want to give up your job and do something completely different, something that drives you and motivates you. You want to write a book, let's say it's writing a book, and your partner is really resistant about that. They're really resistant about the change that you want to go through. And they might say things like, well, who's going to read your book? Why would anybody read your book? Why do you think you're going to be successful? How are we going to pay the bills? And that's because they're being driven by fear of what they believe to be true. So they have at the moment a belief system that if you go to work and those bills are paid, then they're safe. And if you give up that job and that security and you go into book writing, then they, the bills might not get paid. And then there's the fear of what happens if the bills don't get paid? What happens to the house? What happens to our relationship? And all of those questions that are fire, firing forward when actually the question is, how can I still do the same, but do it from writing a book? So if you ever have a conversation or a discussion or, or, or a differing of opinion with somebody, because there is a change involved, it's that change that is causing them to be fearful. And that fear is causing them to discuss what you want to do in a negative way. So there's two examples. Being in control as a human is such an important factor. There's a great book called, and I've mentioned this loads of times I've, in my other podcast, but The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I know that when I've been driven by fear and I behave differently and I listen differently and I communicate differently, 
it's because I can't control or I, I'm perceiving I cannot control what's happening around me. And when we look at our circle of control and our circle of influence and we start to put steps in to manage that, then it's not so bad. But most of the time what we do is we tweet or we write or we speak without stopping and asking ourselves the questions of actually what is driving me to do this? What is it about me? So taking responsibility for ourselves and not for anybody else. But what is it about me that is causing me to behave in this way? And I believe when we stop and ask ourselves those questions and we stop and look at the way that we're behaving, then that's when we can change. Because we can't make a change until we're more self-aware. And the only way to become more self-aware is to be more reflective. And the only way to become more reflective is to start asking ourselves questions about what is it that's driving my behaviour? What is it about that is driving this communication? And that takes a lot of effort and that takes hard work and that takes a lot of really honest conversations, not just with yourself, but from other people that you trust and that will say this to you because a lot of people won't have those conversations. A lot of people won't spend time listening to you. And sometimes when we do that we have a much better understanding of what drives us to do certain things so when I read Twitter there's part of me and I can feel the emotional part thinking about well you don't know you what right have you got to do this what right have you got to say that now we all have our own opinions and we're all entitled to those opinions when we stop and we question why we have those opinions and what could we do differently, that's when we can change. And when we can change ourselves and we can meet other people's opinions halfway on the bridge without having the emotional discussions and the arguments and the insults, that's when great change can take place. And just through small conversations, small sentences, day-to-day -day living and all of us looking to improve the way that we communicate with each other, that's when we see the bigger change. Because we all have a story, and we all have our beliefs, and we all have our experiences. And sometimes we're so wrapped up in them that we don't see what other people are going through. We just see a perception that we believe to be true. We see somebody getting ahead of us, perhaps, and we think that that's unfair, maybe. I've certainly seen it myself when I... I wasn't successful in promotion and it's always somebody else's fault you know it was not my time or somebody I didn't get the right advice or I didn't write the form correct it was always something else but it was never me and when I stopped and finally went what is it that I have done or what could I do differently to succeed in promotion next time and that's when you get the change because suddenly you realise that there is something that can be done differently. I hope that helps. A little bit of a rant on my part, something I'm passionate in and that I believe in because communication is such a key to everything that we do. And if we could just stop ourselves once a week and reflect and go, okay, what worked and what didn't work and why? And what was it about me? What was it about me that could have been different? Have a great week, thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch up with you soon.
Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.